Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2. And the word of the Lord says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, I've been led of the Lord over the for the next few weeks to begin to talk about this word prosper. Or you could say the word prosperity. Thank you so much, Matt. And Every single day we wake up with an attack against our minds. Every single day we wake up with an attack against our minds. And this attack causes us to feel afraid, depressed, frustrated, ashamed, disappointed, maybe even filled with lust. And this attack against our minds is so critical that the word of God has a lot to say about our soul or about our mind. Matter of fact, the word of God tells us how to guard our minds and guard our hearts. The word of God even tells us what we should think and what we should not think about. The word of God even goes so far to tell us what we should say and what we shouldn't even say. And so the Word of God is relevant to our lives today because the Word of God is alive. It is quick, it is sharp, and it is powerful to transform us from the inside out. And John, the writer of 3 John, who also wrote the Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and the book of Revelation, The writer, John, is Jesus's closest disciple, his closest friend. Uh, Matter of fact, it is written that John is the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was the disciple that was leaning on Jesus when we pointed out who Judas was, the one to betray him. Jesus shared things with John that he didn't share with the others. Now, he had three, Peter, James, and John, but John was the closest. John was the one who actually lived the longest on the earth. He got a revelation from the Lord Jesus about future occurrences in the book of Revelation. And if you understand, don't be afraid of the book of Revelation. It is the book of Revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is about a revelation of who Jesus is. So don't be afraid of it. Uh, dive into it. And we're reading it in our daily Bible reading. And so if John is going to pray something, we should probably take note of what he prays. He's the closest one to Jesus. He's the one whom Jesus loved. I mean, Jesus's best friend. And at this point, he's known as the elder or the pastor. John is very respected. And he says here in 3 John, Beloved. So the first thing he says is be loved. That's what beloved means. Be loved. So his greeting to his friend Gaius 
is be loved. I mean, I, I love that as a greeting. Sometimes I'll get a phone call and I wish they would just greet me with, you are loved. Instead of greeting me with, there's this bad news that is going on and we need you to take care of that. I, I would love to be greeted with, pastor, you're just so loved before you get into the negativity. <laughs> but he's greeting Gaius, his friend. He says, beloved, I pray or I desire or I wish above everything else that you prosper and that you be in health even as or in direct proportion to your soul prospering. And so what we understand from this passage of scripture, from this greeting, John is actually telling us, specifically Gaius in the Bible, he's saying, I want you to have a prosperous journey. I want your way to be prosperous. I want your life to be prosperous. And I want you to be in good health. I'm praying above anything else is that you prosper and that you are in good health. But then he adds this part on it, which is so critical, so very important, even as your soul prospers. And so I want you to prosper. I want you to be in health in direct proportion or in direct connection to your soul prospering. Now, your soul consists of your mind, which is your thought life, your philosophy, your train of thought, your way of thinking, your will, which is what you want to do, your appetites, your desires, your cravings, and your emotions, which is your feelings. It's, it's how you determine how your mood is going to be. You know, uh, what you think about determines what you feel. And what John is telling us here is, I want you to prosper in your mind, in your thought life, in the way that you think, in your desires, in your appetites, in your cravings, and in your emotions. I want you to prosper from the inside out. I want you to thrive. I want you to succeed. I want you to advance. I want you to go forward from the inside out. And oh yeah, I also want you to be in good health. I want you to be healthy in your body. I want you to be healthy in your mind. I want you to be healthy in, in, on the inside. I want your relationships to be healthy. I want your finances to be healthy. I want you to be in health in direct proportion to you prospering on the inside out. So the very first step of prospering in financially, relationally, physically, you name it, is you're going to have to prosper on the inside first. Now that's not the only way to prosper, and I'm gonna talk about other ways that we prosper, but you're never gonna prosper unless you first prosper inside or in your thought life before you see manifest manifestation of prosperity in or on the outside. It, it, it's so critical. You cannot be emotionally immature and prosper financially. 
not God's way. Oh, you may steal and stab somebody in the back and rob somebody and have a little something, something, but that's all going to come with sorrow when the police start chasing you down. But if you're going to prosper God's way, it's going to start with, first and foremost, you prospering on the inside. You're going to have to initially begin to think like God thinks. You're going to have to begin to think what the word of God says you are to think. You're going to have to begin to meditate on what God says more than what the doctor says. Now, the doctor report is real, but it is not the truth. It's a fact, but it's not the truth. The truth is by his stripes. We were healed. Were is past tense. Were means are. So if we were healed, we are healed by his stripes. I am currently healed. Now the doctor report says something. I respect doctors. I trust doctors. But I trust the word of God more than I do the doctor. And I'm going to depend on what God's word says. Because God's word is going to cause me to prosper and be in health. Now, the opposite of prospering is to decline. The opposite of prospering is to decrease. The the opposite of prospering is to go backwards. Uh, The opposite of health is to be sick. (laughs) And too often... In Christian circles, ministers will tell you, God wants you sick. That sickness is of the Lord. God gave you that cancer. God wants you to have it. Uh, There's a a, a friend that I, I think about often who went to a particular church in our city, and he had been diagnosed with cancer, and the pastor told him God gave him the cancer. And that man died in his 20s. Because he believed the word of his pastor, which we should listen to our pastor, but that was not the word of God. See, what happens when you start believing that God gave you cancer? Then you stop fighting. Then you embrace the cancer. Then you say, cancer, have your way in me. And then the cancer will have its way in you. And then it will kill you. And then we're supposed to say, thank God that look what the Lord's done. No. No, that is, it's crazy. Yeah, you're mentally ill when you begin to think that way. And so we see John praying that we prosper and we be in health. And if John was so close to Jesus as we know him to be, then we have to conclude that John's prayer, it's found in the word of God, is the will of God. That it is his will that we prosper and be in health health. It is so critical that we begin to think thoughts that cause us to go forward than we, than more than we think thoughts that cause us to go backwards. It's, it's critical that we begin to think thoughts that are in line with what God's word says, then we are thoughts with what the world says. 
Now, every single day we are bombarded with negativity. Every single moment of every day. If you have a smartphone, you have every opportunity all day long to be bombarded with negativity. So there is an attack against the way you think. This attack is trying to change the way you think. And it's trying to get you to conform to what it wants you to conform to. But if we're going to prosper in God, we are going to have to counterattack those thoughts with filling ourselves with God's word and filling our mouth with his word. Here's why. You cannot fight thoughts with thoughts. You can't do it. You'll be struggling trying to fight a thought with a thought. You're going to have to fight thoughts with words. You're going to have to open up your mouth and begin to declare out of your mouth what the word says more than what you are thinking. Here's why. Because when you open up your mouth, your mind stops to hear what your mouth is saying. Let me give you an example. Count, count the 10 in your head right now. Starting out. Go count the 10. Say your name, loud, say your name. What happened to your counting? It had to stop. It had to stop because your mouth interrupted the thoughts. And so when you've been bombarded with anxiety, negative thoughts, you've been bombarded, you are, we all are bombarded with negativity and we're going to run out of this and it's never going to work for you and, and, and this is going to happen to you and your plan's never going to come to pass and you're, uh, you're never going to get married and you're never going to break out of check to check living and, and your spouse is never going to act right and, and, and all these thoughts that are bombarding our mind, we're going to have to open up our mouth and we're going to have to say the word of God. And if we're going to say the word of God, we're going to have to know what the word of God says. Oh, I know we'll be quiet in this spirit-filled, non-denominational church. <laughs> we're going to have to know what the word of God says so that we can combat this negativity and so that we can begin to prosper in every area of our life. Uh, we are, every single day, you and I are confronted with every day, whether you think about it or not, we're confronted with making that monthly payment on that house, whether it be a house, whether it be a car, it better not be no vacuum or nothing like that. If you got a vacuum payment, get rid of that vacuum now in Jesus name. Side note, I had a guy come trying to sell me a vacuum. I don't want this vacuum. Then he had the nerve to say, first of all, he tried to sell me a vacuum. That's how much vacuum. It was like $19,000 or something. I said, what I need with that? He goes, you, we, you can, I can get you a vacuum payment for $2.99. What I look like with a vacuum payment? Stacy's like, hey, can we go get something to eat? Nah, baby, we got that vacuum payment. <laughs> no. Now, if you're in the business and you need a vacuum, that sort of thing goes down. He came to my house trying to sell me a vacuum. Nevertheless, we, we are confronted with making, the, making a payment. We're confronted with eating. We got to eat 
and most of us got to eat three times a day. I mean, we're confronted with, and the cost of eating is, I don't even, when Stacy goes about, I don't even want to know how much it costs because it just bothers me how expensive it is, right? But we got to eat. We got to eat. We're confronted with this. We're confronted with, you know, prices of things increasing, and we're confronted with inflation, and we're confronted with uh, polarizing a political system, and we're confronted with race relations, and we're confronted with what we believe about transgender and homosexuality, and we're confronted with all these things, and if we don't take a hold of our thought life, we will be wrapped up into all this stuff, and then we will have a downward spiral into negativity. But if you want to prosper, how many people want to prosper? How many people online want to prosper? If you want to prosper, then you're going to have to prosper in your soul first. You are going to have to detox your soul. Detox means get rid of the poison. Uh, you're going to have to get rid of the, some of the thoughts that you're thinking. You're going to have to plant new thoughts in your mind. When I hear, when I have thoughts thinking, well, you know, not, not enough money is going to come in for this, that, or the third, I start saying, my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. When, when I start thinking things like, oh man, something's going on in, in my body. Oh my gosh. I start saying, this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And God wants this thing well and whole because he wants me to function. I mean, what does it look like? God called himself. He said, uh, uh, Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Well, what would it look like if all of the business employees are sick? How much work can get done if all of the employees of your business are sick? None. So why does God want us to be sick? He want us well so we can get some work done on the earth. Come on, somebody, say amen. Somebody shout, I'm well. Somebody say, I'm strong. What did the scripture tell us? Let the weak say, I'm tired. I'm so tired. Oh, gosh, I'm so, I'm extremely exhausted. Let the weak say, I'm exhausted. I'm, and I'm about to die because I'm so tired. Is that what the scriptures say? Scripture say, let the weak say what? What? Say what? I'm strong. We're just saying I'm strong. Well, pastor, you lying. No, I'm saying what the word said. Let the poor say what? I'm rich. I'm rich. Oh, I'm so broke. Busting stuff. We, I'm so broke. I can't even rub two dimes together. I'm just so entirely broke. Is that what we're supposed to say? No, we're supposed to say I'm rich. In the face of lack, we're supposed to declare I am rich. Hallelujah. Call, if you want the cat, call the cat. Don't call the dog. I hope that makes sense to you. Don't call what you don't want. Call what you want. I'm sitting, I have a two-story home, and I, if I need one of the kids that are upstairs, I just, if I need Zavin, I don't call Zarek. I said, Zavin. And Zarek comes. No, if he does come, I say, I didn't call you, Zarek. <laughs> Reverse the curse. <laughs> I called Zavin. Hey, this is what I say. Uh, return to cinder. <laughs> if sickness tries to attack your body, don't just embrace it and say, this is kind of what we do. You know, we just kind of get sick and... 
And um, that's just what happens. I mean, we just, you know, just sick. And, you know, every September 18th, you know, that's when I start, start getting those allergies, you know. And, and it makes me scratch and I break out in hives. And, I mean, it's like clockwork every September. And guess what's going to happen every September? You're going to break out in hives. You're going to start itching. And you're going to start being allergic to something. Every time. But if you be, if you begin to call and reverse that thing and say, you know what? Every September I get stronger and stronger. Every September I get I get more healing taking place. My immune system gets stronger every September. You are now beginning to cause things to happen on the earth that that watch this, that the enemy does not even want to happen in your life. Matter of fact, the enemy, hear me when I say this, the enemy cannot do whatever he wants to do to you. If he could, he would already have done it. He needs your cooperation. He needs you saying, I'm about to die. And stop saying this. I was, that, I was laughing so much that that was killing me. Oh, my gosh, that was killing me. Oh, it killed me. I laughed so hard. I was dying. I used to say it all the time. Oh, man, I, la- I almost laughed to death. I laugh. So do you want to die when you laugh? Stop calling death. We've been trained to call death. Matter of fact, because we've been so trained to call death, that the enemy knows that. So the only way that he can work in our life is he has to get us to cooperate with our mouth. And if we can get, if he can get us to agree with him, then we'll begin to call death a lot sooner in our life. You know, death and life is where? Where's death and life found? In the power of Satan? Oh, I thought it was in the power of Satan. Satan doesn't have the power over death and life? Where's the power of death and life lie? So you can speak life or you can speak death. And the only way the enemy can really get a foothold in your life is he can get you to agree with it. Well, pastor, you're just being so legalistic. I'm just trying to keep you alive. Because if you shut your mouth, you will die. But if you open up your mouth, begin to speak life and speak prosperity and speak more than enough. And when unexpected bill comes in, you don't get tripped out about that. You just begin to say, I have more than enough to pay whatever I need to pay. Now, in the meantime, you might have to rob from Peter to pay Paul. Do what you got to do, but speak life to that situation. I'm preaching better than you saying amen up in here. You got to prosper in your thought life. And your, your mind is waiting to hear what your mouth is going to say. Your thoughts are created by words. Words create images. Words create images. I'm going to talk a little bit about this more next week. But words have the ability to create an image that you can plant in your thought life. And if you can see it, you can have it. Uh, For example, if I say, look at that brown dog. Look at that little brown dog. Your mind did not spell out L-I-T-T-L-E-B-R-O-W-N-D-O-G. Your mind created a little brown dog. It created an image that my words planted on the inside of you. Literally, the words planted a thought. 
And so when you are spending time with the Lord, when you're reading your word, when you're listening to my podcast that we make available to you for free, truelifefc.org, our app, Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. When you're listening, I, what I'm trying to do is plant thoughts really with my words into you so that you can say, I don't have to put up with this. I can prosper in this thing. I can have peace. Jesus said, or I'm sorry, Isaiah said in Isaiah 26, 3, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Perfect peace if we can keep our mind stayed on him. This is how we're going to prosper from the inside out. You should stop thinking about running over. I'm sorry, running out and start thinking about running over. You should start thinking about running over. Stop thinking about running out. I've caused myself to completely stop thinking about running out. When those thoughts come there, I'm, I'm about to run out. I said, nope. I opened up my, we are running over. We have more than enough. God can get to me anything from anyone, anywhere, at any time. You begin to declare these things and you start prospering on the inside of you. Matter of fact, when you're prospering on the inside, you should be excited about something. You should be really excited about something because you're prospering on the inside and God's, there's an anticipation and a hope for God to do something that you've never seen him do before and you should get really excited on the inside because I'm working on something on the inside. I'm going somewhere. God's doing something for me. I'm full of joy. I've got the victory. Somebody say amen. amen. See, when you begin to prosper on the inside... Then you'll prosper on the outside. Then you'll have what you need on the outside. I love what, you, what John told us in John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. You know what? Before we go to John 10, 10, I'm sorry. Let's go to Psalms 35, 27. Psalm 35, 27. I want you to see this. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now watch this. We are to shout for joy and be glad. We are to say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in my prosperity. Say that. Let the Lord be magnified. Who has, Who has pleasure in my prosperity? We 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 should be people that say this all the time. God takes pleasure in my prosperity. God takes pleasure in when I'm thriving and when I'm in health and when I'm succeeding and when I'm advancing. God is taking pleasure in my prosperity. Job chapter thirty six verse eleven. Job chapter thirty six, and we'll look at verse. 11. Job 36, 11 says, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. Somebody shout prosperity. prosperity. And their years in pleasures. Watch this. If we obey and serve, we're going to spend our days in prosperity and our years in pleasure. God's will is for us to prosper. 
God's will is for us to advance. God's will is for us to, to thrive and to succeed and to be in health. That is the will of God. Now let's go to John 10, 10. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Matter of fact, we started the church off this scripture. John says to us, quoting our Lord Jesus Christ, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Somebody shout more abundantly. abundantly. Now, so Jesus declares that I have come so that you may have life more abundantly, so that you can have uh, excess. You know, excess is not a bad word. I mean, excess means you have more than enough to bless somebody else with. I want you to have excess. I want your cup to run over. I want you to have more than enough. Uh, Not just financially, I want you to have more than enough energy. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to somebody right there when I said that. More than enough energy. Who will receive that to do what God's called us to do? I mean, God wants us to have more than enough, not just enough, not, not, not less than enough. He wants us to have more than enough, more than enough patience to handle these kids we got, glory to God, more than enough. He wants us to have more than enough. And Jesus said, I came for that reason so that you can have life. That means uh, the Zoe kind of life, the God kind of life, the vitality of life, and that you, you may have it continually more abundantly. And so here is the opposition. The opposition is the world, the spirit of the world, who, in my opinion, is controlled by the thief, Satan himself, whose desire is to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his, that is his purpose. That is his will, to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life. And so a thief cannot steal my Lamborghini. Did you hear me? A thief cannot steal my Lamborghini. Well, why not? Because I don't own a Lamborghini. So a thief can't attempt to steal my Lamborghini. I don't own one. So why is Jesus telling us a thief is going to come steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly because he's telling you when I came and you received me, I gave you life and life more abundantly. Now the thief is trying to come steal this life and life more abundantly. Now he's going to bombard you with negativity. Now he's going to attack the way you think. Now he's going to try to throw something on your body to get you distracted. Now he's going to try to cause you to uh, miss a payment and you got to now pay excess in another payment. Now he's going to try to do all these things and cause aggression with other people that you're working with or cause aggression in your family because he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But what you got to realize is I see the thief. I see him. I'm going to resist him. Jesus has given me life and life more abundantly. I'm not trying to get life and life more abundantly. I've got it. Now I've got to resist the thief who wants to steal it from me. So the enemy wants to take, but Jesus came to give. He wants to give you and he has already given you life and life more abundantly. And our job is to resist. Somebody shout resist. Resist. This is important because I believe our stance as believers is a stance of resisting. 
we are always in a posture of resisting what the enemy tries to throw on us. I don't like this statement. I hear it all the time and I don't like it. If you like it, you're wrong, but I don't like this statement. Okay. <laughs> it's okay to not, to not be okay. No, no, it's not. It's not okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. No. I need help. And Jesus has provided the Holy Spirit to help me and a community of believers to help me. And, and I can have friends that can help me. It's not okay to not be okay. This is the new gospel that I'm hearing out there. You know, it's, man, listen. If, if you in pain, it's okay to just tell everybody you in pain. No! Tell your friends. Tell people that can help you. But don't begin to confess that thing over and over because you're allowing the thief to come in and take a foothold in your life. And thank you for that hearty amen, Carl. Amen. <laughs> you're allowing it to happen. And we've, we've kind of come like, well, it's, you know, it's, it's okay to not be okay. No, it's, it's, it's not. Now, I know feelings, feelings happen and those things happen, but find out why you're not okay and then address it. Address it, because it's not okay to, to, to not be okay. God wants you to prosper. He wants you to excel and succeed, and we need each other. We need each other in order to prosper. We need one another. Tell people if you're not okay. That's what's going on in our world today. I'm just going to go on a little rabbit trail. You know, I got the mic. I can say it. I'm just going to go on. We're, we're allowing stupidity to run its course in our in our world and we're like well it's okay to feel that way it's not okay to feel that way well i'm a you're you're born a male but i feel like a female and that's okay that's not okay it's not okay well i i tell you what that you know i i just i feel like a cat this is happening i feel like a cat and we're going to treat you like a cat no we're not somebody should stand up and say no. But instead, well, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You like little kids? You're a grown man and you like, that's okay. You come mess with one of my kids and find out if it's okay. <laughs> I promise you, it won't be okay. No. And we've We've embraced, and this wasn't, I didn't intend to get on this. Help me, Jesus. We embrace this. It's okay. I just feel, you know, I feel this way. And, you know, I just identify with that because I just feel that, you know. And, and we're like, yay. No. You are not prospering in your soul. You have mental illness. You are ill mentally. I'm going to help you recognize it. There's mental illness occurring. Now, since we've recognized it, we can prosper it in our mind. We can change the way we think. There are amazing Christian counselors out there. The word of God can help us. If that's you, contact me. I know people. I want to help you. We can help you in that mental illness. But it's not okay to not be okay. Somebody needed to hear that. There are three things that we must do to maintain 
a prosperous mindset. Three things we must do. Number one, I'm going to call it stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> We're going to have to stop worrying. We're going to have to stop worrying. We're going to have to stop worrying. And the same energy that you take and spend in worrying is the, the exact same time and energy you take spending time worrying is the exact same time and energy you can spend time trusting God. The exact same time and energy. Just point it in another direction. So number one, we're going to have to stop worrying. Jesus, worrying is a sin, and Jesus literally said, do not worry. He didn't, he didn't suggest it. He didn't ask what you think about it. He commanded it, do not worry. That's number one. We're going to have to drop. Stop, drop, and roll. Number two, we're going to have to drop the negativity. We're going to have to drop it. Whatever is causing negativity, you're going to have to drop it. If it's the TV, if it's a show, if it's Pookie and Ray Ray, if it's your family member, you're going to have to say, uh, cousin, cousin Lou, I, I can't talk to you no more about that, man. I don't want to talk about every time you call, you want to talk about Biden. I don't want to talk about Biden. I want to think about the word of the Lord. Cousin Lou going to say, are you crazy? Yes, I'm crazy about the Lord. I'm trying to have a prosperous mindset. I want to prosper and be in health. And this is causing negativity to occur in my life. There are certain things I can no longer listen to because it riles me up. It gets me going, makes me mad, and it causes negativity to occur. And I just can't listen to it. There are certain people I don't talk to anymore. God bless them, but I don't talk to them anymore because they cause negativity. I drop them. Yes, yes, I did. And you should, too. You should drop the people in your life. Drop them. Drop them. Literally delete their phone number and drop them out of your phone. They are not adding any value, anything positive in your life. I have done that. I have dropped folks. They don't like me today. Guess what? I don't care. I don't care. I can't tell you how much I don't care. Maybe when I turn 45, I just don't care. I just don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't like you, Devon. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And number three, we're going to have to roll. Stop, drop, and roll. Somebody say, stop, drop, and roll. Stop, drop, and roll. We're going to have to roll all of our cares unto the Lord. When, when, a, when a real thought comes, what is happening with my child? I don't know how to handle that. We're going to have to roll the care, the worry and the concern over on the, onto God. Say, God, you love them more than I love them. You want them well more than I want them well. Now, in the natural, I'm going to find out some areas to, to look at how to handle this, but the care and concern over it, I'm going to have to roll it onto the Lord. And guys, you can literally divide the circumstance. You can take the care out of the circumstance. You can address an issue without the care because you've rolled it over onto the Lord and now you are addressing the issue. And when you begin to roll the care, what, what, what are you rolling over onto the Lord? In order to have a prosperous mindset, what are you rolling over on the Lord? You're rolling over worst case scenario. What is the worst case scenario? It's this. I'm going to give that to God. 
your mind automatically goes to worst case scenario. It automatically, that's just that's the world we live in. Every time I think about doing something new, whereas in my family or in the church, this is what my mind automatically does. You want to hear it? Automatically. We are going to be homeless. It goes straight to being homeless. Somehow, someway, my mind tells me it's not going to work and we're going to lose everything. Even in the church, we're going to do something new in the church and we're going to do something. My mind tells me everybody's going to leave because you're going to make choices and decisions that are going to change things and everybody's going to leave. That's where my mind goes. It goes straight there. So I have to control my mind and I have to say, I've got to make decisions and I've got to make decisions on and people are going to stay with me if they want or they're going to go if they want. But I've got to do what God's called me to do and I've got to roll the care of it onto the Lord. And when you begin to roll your care unto the Lord, man, you can be free to prosper. And I don't know if you like me, but my mind tends to do that. It tends to run all these places. And I have to get a hold of it and say, God, I give you the care. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast it to you and I'm going to focus on what your word is telling me to do. Because, guys, it is time for us to prosper in every area of our life. God wants us in this season to prosper. God wants us in this season to be in health. And while people are going through a recession, we're going to prosper. While people are declining, we're going to increase. I said, while people are getting sick, we're going to stay well. I said, while people are broke, busting, and disgusted, we're going to thrive. While people don't know what to do, we're going to know what to do. While people have lost purpose, we are going to be purposeful. And this is how you experience true life. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www truelifefc.org You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you and remember to love, learn, live and lead.